Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Gamma ray bursts sound like science fiction, but we're here to lay down some science fact. Gamma ray bursts are incredibly rare, but we can hunt for them in new and unusual ways, whether they be using satellites, flying into the eye of a hurricane, or even just chilling out in the Utah desert. We look into the science of gamma rays and how we hunt for these rare beasts. Now, when we think of gamma rays, typically your thought goes to science fiction from tales of stories of superheroes who gain their powers after exposure to gamma rays. Science fiction heroes like, well, the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, and many, many others, to name a few. But gamma rays are an interesting phenomenon that are found in other places outside of comic books. Of course, they're found in the depths of space as emissions from supernovas and other stellar events, but they're also found closer to Earth. And this week, we're going to find out about some very unusual places that radiation like gamma rays have ended up in. Now, let's take a step back and look first at what is a gamma ray itself. Now, Paul Villard, a French chemist and physicist, in 1900 was studying the radiation emitted by radium. And when he saw this radiation, him and later Ernest Rutherford in 1903 coined the term gamma radiation. And basically, it's Radiation that's caused out of the radioactive decay of the nucleus, of the atom's nucleus. Now, this is a little bit different to an X-ray, which is primarily caused by electrons rather than the nucleus of an atom. Nevertheless, gamma rays are a pretty powerful source of radiation, and they're generally seen either when something that is radioactive is decaying, or maybe there's some kind of large event like nuclear fission, or in a large stellar supernova, which causes these rapid and sudden burst of degeneration of a, a nucleus. And that can also lead to gamma radiation. Now, all of this is pretty interesting, but our planet is being bombarded by gamma radiation all the time. Now, gamma radiation is known for its ability to penetrate through matter, which is pretty cool, but our atmosphere actually tends to absorb and buffer us from constant bombardment from gamma radiation. Except when scientists were undertaking an unusual mission, lining up with one of the most devastating cyclones ever to hit the United States. This combination of cyclones, large storm, and gamma radiation was all tied up with some very unusual and interesting science performed by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA. Think about it like the ocean and weather and atmosphere equivalent of NASA. And they were studying what was one of the most, at the time, devastating cyclones ever to hit North America. Coming in from the Pacific Ocean, it landed actually about in Mexico. And this cyclone in 2015, named Patricia, was massive in size and scale. But scientists were obviously monitoring it for those reasons, but were interested to see something else. And that is if they could find and hunt for the elusive gamma rays. Now, when you have a very, very powerful thunderstorm, well, there's a lot of things going on in our atmosphere, especially all interconnected and interwoven and interacting electric fields. And these electric fields are intense and they build up, and that's one of the reasons why 
a lightning strike happens. But when that lightning strike happens and the charge goes all the way down to the Earth, at the same time, gamma rays are emitted out as part of the interaction and decay from the electromagnetic field in the clouds. And we call these terrestrial gamma ray flashes. We first picked them up in 1994 by the BATSI, or Burst and Transient Source Experiment, which was part of the Compton Gamma Ray Observatory, which was a NASA spacecraft that orbited the Earth in the 90s. And we validated and checked that there are pretty much very similar gamma ray bursts that occur for just a few milliseconds, maybe all the way up to, for a very long one, 3.5 milliseconds. And these quick bursts are emissions of gamma rays out into space that if you have a satellite in orbit, you can actually pick up. Now, we don't entirely know why this, well, gamma ray emission takes place. There's a couple of different theories as to what's actually going on here. Maybe it's the interactions with cosmic rays hitting the lightning as they pass through the Earth, and that causes the spark to radioactive decay, and that would emit a gamma ray. But there's a lot of different theoretical models, but all of them are, well, quite difficult to prove. So we've been trying to study these phenomena that we've only known about for just over 20 years. Now, based on data from the Ramatai High Energy Solar Spectroscopy Imager, a satellite that's orbiting in the 2000s, there's approximately about 50 gamma ray burst events, terrestrial gamma ray bursts, a day, which is not a lot when you think of the three to four million lightning events happening per day on average. Now, it's a bit of number and dispute there. We're not sure if it's 50 or it's 500, as later experiments have found out. But the models show that they're relatively common, just not in every thunderstorm. So what happens when you have a really big thunderstorm, like a hurricane? Well, scientists thought that since, well, we can see these terrestrial gamma ray bursts occurring in space from a satellite, but what if we actually managed to get up close and personal with one? It's a bit hard to chase every storm, and we don't know exactly what conditions lead to them to thaw. But surely, an incredibly large storm, like a hurricane, would be the perfect breeding ground, just probabilistically, for catching a gamma ray. And that's exactly what some scientists flying in to this large storm were hoping for. A group of researchers from University of California, Santa Cruz, have been working under the tutelage of Professor David Smith. They've been building different gamma ray detectors to try and hunt for these in planes. And what they managed to find, using a second model of their gamma ray detector named the Adele 2, developed by Gregory Bowers, who now works for the Los Alamos National Laboratory, and co-author partner Nicolae Kelly, who works now at Swift Navigation. They developed this airborne detector for energetic lightning emissions, and they used that to pick up not only the gamma ray, but when they have the gamma ray occur in a thunderstorm, that gamma ray goes and hits a nucleus and emits something out of that nucleus. More gamma rays in one direction, but also a stream of positrons and electrons. The electrons produce X-waves, and those positrons shoot down towards the Earth. And that combination split of a positron beam has been detected inside the walls of this amazing hurricane, Patricia. It's now the second time that anyone's ever used a plane to actually detect a gamma ray burst directly from a plane, but they managed to do so at a height, an altitude of about 2.5 kilometers above the ground. 
and they could reckon they could see them with the detectors all the way down to the 1.5 kilometer mark. Now that's not that high up. 1.5 kilometers is the altitude of a, a very tall city like Denver. So if you can get an instrument mounted in a place like Denver, you could pick up all kinds of gamma ray bursts. Now this is extraordinary because not only are we capturing this mysterious phenomenon, we're capturing it with a whole new way of sensing it and happening as in real time. The hurricane part just added extra danger, but also a better chance of catching one in the act. Then based on this research and this new sensor type developed by Bowers and Keeley, we now have a chance of mounting these gamma ray burst detectors all over the places, on mountaintops, in large cities, and hopefully we can catch in other thunderstorms these amazing phenomena. And we need to capture more information on these phenomena because we don't understand them enough as it is. And this great research from the University of California will hopefully shed some light, and not too many gamma rays and radiation, onto this subject. Flying a plane into a hurricane is one way to hunt for gamma rays. But there's another, more terrestrial-based way to hunt for gamma ray bursts. And that has been mastered by a group of scientists in the middle of the Utah desert, using the phenomenally large telescope array. And using this, they've managed to pick up an even rarer form of gamma ray burst. One that goes not up into space like the rest of gamma ray bursts are, which was how we picked them up with satellites. No, no. This large terrestrial-based array managed to pick up gamma ray bursts coming down. And that is a particularly rare event indeed. So what's going on here? Well, we know we talked about gamma rays getting emitted and going up into space, being caused as part of lightning storms. That makes sense. And... Inside the Utah desert, there's a very, very large telescope array. This array is basically a collection of detectors and sensors sprawled across a large area that all link up. And it measures and monitors an area around the size of New York City. So a huge area. And what this big array is doing is designed to sit there and wait. Wait for the light trickles of photons and cosmic rays to weave their way through the atmosphere and land here on Earth. And that does happen. They can pick up one every few minutes or so. And in this light drizzle of photons, in 2013, they found a downpour. Not a small occasional drizzling, but a huge burst and spike of energy. Confused as to what could possibly be causing it, it took a few years to figure out what was going on. And now, these researchers have published details using an international team led by the Cosmic Ray Group at the University of Utah, have determined, measured, and studied in incredible detail downward-heading gamma-ray flashes, downward or TGFs. Now, in the past, we, we knew that these were theoretically possible. We could cause one or two in designed experiments, up until that point, there'd only ever been six total, including the two designed test ones, ever recorded. 
of these downward directing gamma ray bursts. The rest, including the ones we spoke about earlier, they're all heading off out into space. That's how we can monitor them and pick up the 500 a day with satellites. So how did they manage to find not one, not two, or three of these very, very rare things in the Utah desert? They found over 10 downward bursts of gamma rays between 2014 and 2016. Well, the answer is quite entertaining. You see, the scientists had designed this telescope array to study cosmic radiation. They accidentally built the perfect laboratory for capturing gamma ray bursts that were downward facing. Now, at first, they didn't know what they were seeing. All they were seeing were these boom, 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 four or five triggers of the detectors all occurring within a millisecond. And that's incredibly a lot of more faster than they could ever expect to occur from just the simple, small, low-energy cosmic rays. And when they pierced to get that information together with the Telescope Array Lightning Project, they realised that, well, they were lining up pretty well in time with these incredibly large lightning storms. So they went over and asked the researchers the National Lightning Detection Network. And lo and behold, whenever there was a lightning strike, they could see and match it up within a millisecond, this whole huge burst of gamma rays. So that meant you had to bring in lightning experts, such as the researchers from the Langmuir Laboratory of Atmospheric Research in New Mexico, to help build a 3D map. So they installed what they called a lightning mapping array and that manages to produce a 3d model of all of the radiation that's emitted when a lightning strike happens or inside a storm and they can also measure using something called the slow antenna information and about the electric charge and discharge that happens when a lightning strike now using all these things together and pairing it with the existing large new york sized telescope array of cosmic ray detectors you now had a lightning detector and a cosmic ray detector all in the same place. And out of that, they managed to produce incredibly detailed maps of lightning strike-induced downward gamma ray bursts. That's incredible. But is a testament to the researchers realizing that they were out of their depth, calling for help and working collaboratively with researchers from another domain. These cosmic ray hunters teamed up with lightning storm chasers and managed to produce an incredible piece of research. Now, they have a lot of questions though still, because not all of the lightning strikes cause these flashes. And they're not sure why that is. It's unclear if it's to do with the type of lightning or the type of storm or even the type of initiation process that sparks off that lightning. Maybe their detector is only seeing some of the gamma ray bursts. There's also some potential more work to be done to improve the telescope array to actually help it measure, well, gamma rays rather than what it was designed for, which was just cosmic rays, these low-powered interstellar travellers. So they're going to upgrade and keep working on this facility, but it shows that sometimes a spark of imagination or a new idea can help really revolutionise a field of study. These researchers have turned what was once a difficult and rare phenomena, downward directing gamma ray bursts, and managed to build a detector that's perfectly capable of capturing 
not one but many different events of this very rare phenomena. So they haven't quite put lightning in a bottle, but they've definitely found a way of capturing gamma ray bursts. This is some great research being led out of the University of Utah. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. From accidentally creating the perfect laboratory to hunt for gamma rays, to flying into a hurricane to detect these unusual phenomena, we look to the lengths the scientists will go to to discover more about gamma rays. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.